0: WGSO,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the last president of the United States of America. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently
0: and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts Far outweigh the dangers Which are cited to justify it For we are opposed around the world By a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy That relies primarily on covet
1: Battle of New Orleans Radio With your hosts Nathan Lawson, Caleb Hitt, and Goyle On 990 WGSO
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Action-packed episode of Battle of New Orleans Radio, right here in the Home of the First Amendment, 990 AM, WGSO in the heart of the Crescent City. I am Nathan Lawrence, along with my wonderful co host. Going. What's up, Goyam? We also have a very uh cool and studio guest. We have Mr. Warburg. What's up, Warburg? What's up? Warburg's here. Yeah, yeah Max. We got Max here. Yeah. Yeah, so look, man, it's 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 a crazy, crazy week since the last show that we had. Crazy day. Crazy day. I mean, every day's just been insane. And we'll start off with this local news first. And this is something that Goyem had brought to our attention. Um you know, we all know about the current monument situation here in New Orleans, this New World Order whore, Mitch Landrew. Who perpetrates as a mayor? He's not a mayor. He's a uh, divide and conquer expert. Because that's Puppet a, for the United Nations. That's all. He, that's all he does is divide and conquer. You know, and I'm sick of it, man. And we're sick of it. The people in New Orleans are sick of it, man. No matter if you're black, white, purple, green, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. We're all sick of this guy. He's done nothing. He's done nothing. They got potholes in in, in Lakeview. They got more heroin on the streets. And these worried about these monuments that haven't hurt anybody. They actually <laughs> attract
3: tourism to the city of New Orleans. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, we got a tip today around 2 o'clock. We called up WWL Scoot. We called up uh, Corey Johnson. I even called up John Snell and chewed him out. I was like, uh, you know, you got to get on this story here that the rumor was tonight, and it's still a possibility, um, You know, that two of the four Civil War monuments will be removed within 24 hours. Now, the name of the company, or the construction company that took this bid or, or, or took this job is Big Yellow Construction. And again, we're going to give their number out through the course of the show. Give it out right now. It's boy. 504-232-1818. They're at 2204 Milan Street, Uptown New Orleans, main office. And they're called Big Yellow Construction. They were the ones who were planning on... bunch of yellow out, bellas. Yeah, and they were probably going to take down the Liberty Monument tonight. The, the time frame was 1 a.m. Uh, we got this tip through uh, some anonymous entities within the NOPD and City Hall that knew that they were going to have a police force there. Uh, now, now the word's gotten out, guys, and... And everything's kind of falling apart. Now, th- this doesn't mean they're not going to take their foot off the pedal, but... I don't think... I think
2: that could be a psyop to take them down. they not having any resistance. But look, I'm going down there at 1 o'clock. Regardless if they claim they're not doing it now, um, whether they got scared or, or, or what. You know, the contract, they're doing it for so cheap as well. So you know this is going to be a ragtag outfit. Yank, yank it
3: down. They don't care. Yeah,
2: it's not, it's not take them down. It's yank, yank them it down. down. Yeah. Yeah, yank them down, Nola. It's yeah, yank, yank. yank them down, Nola. Construction. Yeah. I mean, it's just—it's a total joke. It's a total sick, twisted joke. Brought to you by the globalist gang, Mitch Landrew and Mister Walter Isaacson, the New World Order whore in chief from the Trilateral Commission, and, and, the CFR, the the Aspen Institute, who's bringing us all the Agenda 21, sustainable development. Garbage. We know your plan. We know your playbook. We see you. You're out in the open. You have no clothes. We know what you are. Quit hiding behind that crap.
3: Again, uh, you know, I posted this on social media. And people are like, oh, my God, I'm appalled. But the thing is, there's this kick the can down the street. Let somebody else deal with it. 1 a.m., well, that's out of my comfort zone. Listen, I can't come tonight. But you know what? If I could, I'd be there. Nathan says he's going tonight. If it's going to happen, he's going to be there. I told my wife. He's staying up all night to keep an eye on these. Suckers. All Not night flights. That's, that's, that's the kind of mayor you want, and that's the kind of dedication you need. The thing is, though, I notice, guys, is that people just keep kicking the can down to someone else. Someone else has to deal with it. Well, I hope someone goes out there and protests them. You know, you gotta realize though, now that this legislation is being pushed through by Nungesser, Lieutenant Governor, uh it looks like Landry's a little bit scared and, and he's trying to get these things down quicker than we, you know, than he wanted to. Yeah,
2: he jumped a shark. And I hope we're able to stop this. Look man, it's now or never. This is okay. a
3: microcosm of our whole city. These monuments are a microcosm of everything.
2: every every everything, everybody we see, me and Warburg over here, we, <laughs> we, 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 we come home from a hard day's work. We come to the city and and we're the three toughest alphas in the city right now. <laughs> I mean the That's rest of these, much with me. No the yeah. rest of these guys are a bunch of beta cucks and and, and they've got no balls left. So it's time you you get up, you stand up, and you resist in a peaceful way. We cannot, we can no longer put Sports Center, LeBron James the draft. The who the Saints are
3: going to draft in the sixth round?
2: It has to be the stuff that matters. Yep. That that stuff's garbage. That's bread and circus BS. Yep. It's time. You know we can no longer stand idly by. I mean, do you, our founding fathers would be so disgusted with us they would be they're throwing up in the graves right
3: now and obviously we found out about this five hours ago before the show and we've been dealing with they're it We're calling everybody words calling everybody calling up, and we ask our listeners to continue to spread the word on this to stay vigilant but again we have a couple special guests on the show tonight but uh dr marksbury who was on uh cory johnson's show earlier today we're going to try to have him on our show next week talking about this situation. Hopefully nothing happens between now and then. Uh, Dr. Duke was called us up and wanted to come on the show. We might get him on later on tonight, maybe in the 8.30 hour, the 30 minutes, final 30 minutes of the show. But who do we have on, well, on today, the we're special su- guest? We're
2: supposed to have – we have two scheduled. We're supposed to have um, journalist Paul Antonopoulos from – he's an Australian writer, but he heads up – he's the chief editor – at this Arab uh, news publication called al Mazdar, and they, I believe I'm saying that correctly, I may be butchering that, but they have boots on the ground, you know, reporters in Syria, reporter reporters in the Arab world. We want to find out the really real going on? deal. We know that. Look, last week, I I reported on this heavily last Wednesday, and I'm going to touch upon this briefly. When I seen that Steve Bannon was being pushed out from the national security advisory role, I knew that he was the last degree of separation from Trump and his band of internationalists. You know, and we see the influence from Jared Kushner hailing Mm -hmm. from his 666 Fifth Avenue uh, building there. We see... Him pushing, you know, this. We see uh, yes. Ivanka Trump having this power now that, that was showing Donald Trump these images of these dead children. And and we go and we have this strike the Thursday after the show. And it's complete nonsense. Clue, yeah. it, 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 it really hurt my heart to see that there was innocent children that were killed. There was 19 people that were killed by the Allied
3: forces. Nathan, Nathan was so, up at 2 in the morning on Friday, Saturday night texting me. He's like all pissed off about what's going on. And I understand that. But, you know, like I said, Trump is crawfishing. Let's look at this. The health care situation, the wall now is being defunded. Uh, there's no clear cut plan for uh, that. They, 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 they're, they're, they're starting said, to push a carbon tax now. He had a tweet in 2013 saying to Obama, you should not drone or touch Syria at all. Now he's doing it. I mean, he's, I mean, he was against NATO. Now he's for NATO. You got to hold this guy to the fire. You got to hold his feet to the fire, and you know it's it's frustrating because we're we're dealing with the monuments locally. We're dealing with the situation. World War III is on. The, we're on the brink of World War III. They said McMaster's wants uh, hundred fifty thousand ground troops over there, and, and I just saw right before I walked in the studio, people on social media like nuke them to the sky, shock and awe. I I literally read that shock and awe. This is just going to be like George Bush Iraq. Yeah. And I said to these people time and time again, it's almost like you're Pontius Pilate. Watch, You're watching Pontius Pilate uh, crucify Jesus as, as Barnabas or whatever the other guy's name is. Clarify me. Barabbas. Barabbas. Okay, is over here as the convicted rapist and murderer. And it's like, well, what did this guy do wrong? Same thing here with Syria. What did they do wrong besides not have a central bank, a fiat currency look, system? And, and wait, hold up, Nathan. Yeah, this, is, this is what they say to me. They're like, look, if we don't do something now, this stuff's going to come to our shores. I'm like, don't you guys think? If we send 150,000 troops over there and we we de- destabilize this country just like we did Iraq, Afghanistan and never leave that country, don't you think these civilians are going to be relocated to Europe and the United States just like what happened in Libya, just like what happened with Palestine, just like what happened with Iraq, just like what happened with uh, Afghanistan, you know, and we've seen it start in Syria. I mean, we've been droning them for a while, but now they're talking a large uh, number of ground troops. So Yeah, yeah well, here's
2: the deal. They Trump kind of Crawfish kind of backed away from that just a touch. But McMaster's is pushing for this heavily. In 2011, we started this insurgency against uh, Syria with drone strikes, with all this, uh, all this, uh, you know, covert operations. We started training ISIS in Jordan. Okay, the CIA and ISIS started training. I mean, the CIA and Mossad and British intelligence, MI5, MI6, started training um, these ISIS fighters in Jordan. It was still like Al Qaeda at the time, and then they they changed the name to ISIS to confuse the public to make it seem like it's a new group, because everybody, you know, most of the public doesn't have a clue and understand that it's the same Sunni Wahhabiist. It's the Wahhabism version of Islam. Okay, and these are the same groups that we support from Qatar and Saudi Arabia. We support the the radical jihadis. So now we're going to overthrow a secular government a sovereign nation of Syria that has beautiful culture,
3: beautiful monuments. People were commenting on my social media, like, "Well, Iran doesn't even have running water or electricity." Uh, yeah, I well, sent them a YouTube of Tehran, Iran, and they're like, "Huh? No, that's all green screen." Yeah, dude, I- Iran. Speaking <laughs> about Iran, that's one of the most <laughs> moderate
2: countries in the Middle East. We should be working with Iran. We should be working with Russia, and now we see this. Push by the Zionist neocons. This the Zion
3: media, not to cut you off, Nathan, is just tells us that these are just mongrels in the dirt, with no running water and electricity, that are just are just dead set on coming here and killing all of the us white people. Right? Yeah, that, that's you know that's basically the situation. Your typical WASP Christian Zionist who you know watches Joel Osteen is like, well, we got to support Israel no matter what. We gave him thirty eight billion last year. I, I asked him my last night. It's like, looks like these wars are on behalf of this Kalargi plan. You know, Israel wants to relocate a lot of entities out, and it's benefiting them. Saudi Arabia is tied into them. They, like, well, what's your point? Israel's our greatest ally. I'm like, well, what have they done for us, Nathan? What has Israel done for us? Um, They're our greatest ally. That's what everybody says. We, 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 what we, have they done for
2: us? No, we built our golden dome. I right? know we did stuff for them, but what did they do for us? I'm, I'm searching. I, I can't find. You'll it. never
3: it's, find nothing.
2: Yeah, they, they didn't, do, didn't nothing. do nothing. I know what they did do. They brought us a central bank. Yeah, they do that to everybody. They brought us a That's central a
3: free b- gift. that just never yeah. stops giving. You know what else? Fictitious You, you money. know,
2: you know what else? They want to do with Syria, what? Turkey, and, and Saudi Arabia. Wants to, they want to run a gas pipeline. pipeline through Syria to Europe, and we see Genie all in the Golan Heights. Uh, you know, the, the Israeli land that, that they stole in 1967. Look, we got from ten Syria. seconds.
3: coming to the break. If you didn't get a vote for Nathan Lawrence, and mayor candidate, Come call us up. We'll give you a sticker tonight at the studio, 504-556-9696. We'll be right
4: back. Battle in New Orleans. Did you know that 9-11 was an inside job and that Osama had nothing to do with it? That the Twin Towers were blown apart by a sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes? That Building 7 collapsed seven hours later because of explosives planted in the building? That Barry Jennings was there and heard them go off and felt himself stepping over dead people? The U.S. Geological Survey conducted studies of dust gathered from 35 locations in lower Manhattan and found elements that would not have been there had this not been a nuclear event. Ironically, that means the government's own evidence contradicts the government's official position. 9-11 was brought to us compliments of the CIA, the neocons in the Department of Defense, and the Mossad. Don't let yourself be played. America nuked on 9-11.
5: If you're interested in America nuked on 9-11, contact me personally. My name's Gary King, and my phone number is 504-346-4095 at Patriot Radio Books. If you happen to be in New Orleans, just stop by at 5537 Canal Boulevard and have the books in stock. Or you can order them online at PatriotRadioBooks.com,
2: 504-346-4095. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio, right here in the home of the First Amendment, 990 AM, WGSO in the heart of the Crescent City. I'm Nathan Lawrence, and along with my great co-host, Goyam, and our wonderful uh, producer, BJ, and our great... uh, our in-studio guest tonight, Mr. Warburg. Now we also have a wonderful guest coming on. He, he's he's on Skype with us all the way from Australia. I, I know, uh, Paul, I don't want to butcher your last name. Is it Antonin? Ant- Antonop- Antonopoulos. Anton- Antonopoulos. Perfectly
1: done.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Really appreciate uh, you coming on with us, um, you know, this evening. Uh, Paul writes for, uh, let see if I, I don't butcher this, Al Masdar News. Perfect. Uh, Al Mazdar News. Y'all check it out. Um it's it's a great site, great uh, uh reporting on the Arab world. And he was had one of the first um uh, articles and news stories that I had read dealing with the Assad and you know this, this fake story of these this Assad chemical attacks. Um Paul, you know, when this happened thursday man we were really heartbroken to really watch this you know happen because we understand we understand on the show you know who the players are we understand that you know all the the chemical attacks that happened before and that was blamed on assad so you know it, it's really great to really get somebody else's perspective outside of the controlled you know matrix here in the united states so welcome to the broadcast and really appreciate you being here man thank you thank you for
6: having me on
2: Yes, yeah, 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 sir. Appreciate it, man. So, so really give us the skinny, man. What is the deal? What's going on? Who's the players? And why? Why has this happened?
6: Okay, so this whole narrative with chemical weapons, it really begins in 2013. And now what happened in 2013 is that there was once again in, in suburban areas of Damascus, the capital city of Syria, that there was a chemical weapons allegation, you know, chemical weapons were used and many civilians tragically died. Now, immediately at the time, President Obama, um, without even allowing investigations to occur, once again denounced it. And, you know, there was talks of this red line that that we've come accustomed, you know, to Trump, you know, are heavily emphasising. So we begin there. And now what happened there is, once again, the government was accused of using chemical weapons against civilians on the very same day that United Nations weapons inspectors were due to arrive in Damascus to oversee the dismantling of, of Syria's chemical weapons. There's no sort of denial that, that Syria had chemical weapons. There's No one will dispute that. It's just whether they were used or not. Now, what happened in 2013 is that there was this huge outrage that chemical weapons uh, were used. So it seems a little, you know, you, ha- you have to question from then, why would the Syrian government invite chemical weapon inspectors to arrive and on the same day they arrive use them in the capital city so the whole narrative begins from that period yeah yeah Um,
2: i'll go ahead i'm sorry paul continue
6: no no it's 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 fine and now we push forward uh, you know a few years later into 2017 and we're seeing the same narrative occur um you know i've i've always been one to 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 you know just take a step back let's see what evidence comes forward and then you know let's blame the government let's blame the rebels let's just wait for investigations to happen before you know we put any sort of blame now what happened in 2013 was um we, we had a chemical weapon inspector from the United Nations. Her name's Carla Del Ponte. Very easy to look up her name in, in, into Google. And what she said is that there's absolutely no evidence to um, suggest that the government perpetrated it. She didn't blame the Syrian rebels, but what she did say is that there's absolutely no evidence to, to blame the government. This was still overlooked by by President Obama and, and his administration. It was overlooked by, by you know the usual plays and, and your listeners are very well informed. I, I don't need to. Um, I don't need to name who they are. They still just jump down the throat of blaming the government, despite you know a, a chemical weapons inspector in Syria from the United Nations saying that there's no evidence.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's you know, Paul. The whole Syrian thing. It's been making my blood boil since 2011, 2012, because we see this pattern and playbook from the United States government and the, the ilk. That have usurped, you know, our, our government. These band of internationalists, and we see, you know, what they what they've done to Syria. You know, I, I, before the first segment of the show, you know, I was discussing this briefly. That look, in 2011, you know, United States intelligence agencies were training, you know, these ISIS fighters uh, in Jordan. You know, Der Spiegel was reporting on this way back in 2011, and you, you know, you just all these. All these um, jihadis, we see these groups, and they're usually tied to Western intelligence agencies. You go back to the Muslim Brotherhood in 1927, that was created by, like, MI5. We see, you know, fast forward to 1974 in Hamas, that was created, you know, by the Israelis. And you go to, you know, fast forward to 79 with Mujahideen and Zbigniew Brzezinski and Jimmy Carter. You know, and then you fast forward, you know, with the whole um, Russian... You know, the whole fight there in Afghanistan with the Mujahideen fighting Russia. And and you just fast forward till today. You know, we've worked with these groups. So if we work with these groups and we fund them and we give them weapons, you know, I, I mean, I don't understand how we just not even look at that. And, you know, the media refuses. To to cover any of those aspects, you know, even though we've given weapons to the Syrian rebels over and over and over again, they never look at that angle. They only look, oh, it's Assad's. And look, we're coming to a hard break, Paul. As soon as we get back, I'll let you, you know, have the rebuttal on that. Really appreciate. Uh, Paul Annapoulos, he's with us from uh, Al Mazdar News, all the way from Australia. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio, right here in the home of the First Amendment, 990 AM WGSO. Look, go hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. That's Battle NOLA Radio. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Battle of New Orleans Radio, right here on 990 AM, WGSO in the Harlow Crescent City. Look, we have a great guest all the way from Australia, Mr. Paul Antonopoulos. Go check out his work at almazdarnews.com and go check him out on Twitter. You can read a bunch of his great work. Very, very, very informative. He was one of the first, he had one of the first articles that I had read after this atrocious um, attack Thursday night. You know, I think that was one of the first blunders by uh, President Trump. But but go ahead with what I was saying, Paul. You know, if, if you have anything to add to that, go ahead. The floor is yours, buddy.
6: Well, look, you you, you effectively said it all correctly. And, you know, you, you highlighted how, the unfortunately, the CIA have funded many of these uh, groups. And most significantly is the Mujahideen uh, in Afghanistan, which we now know as al-Qaeda, so it's very disturbing to know that the CIA helped fund uh, 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 Al Qaeda to, you know, at, at the very beginning, who ended up bringing, um, you know, uh, being blamed for for bringing down the twin towers and nearly 3,000 U.S. deaths. And now, unfortunately, the the U.S. government are now again are on the side of Al Qaeda in the case of Syria. Now, if if as you highlighted. Um, not to big note myself, but I was one of the very first few people to, to bring out an article on, on the sayering gas attack, or, you know, as they termed it, sayering gas attack. And it wasn't so much, um, it was more just to highlight the holes in the story that, that were so evident from the beginning. It's, I, I, I can't, investigations still need to occur so that we can fully understand what's happening. But all I attempted to do with my article was, was just pull out these holes. And, you know, the most significant one is that the narrative that immediately emerged was that it was a searing gas attack. Now, anyone who's familiar with with this gas knows that it's odourless. It's an odourless gas, and some of the reports that were emerging is that there was a pungent smell. There was a very pungent smell. So that automatically, you know, dismisses that it was searing gas. Another thing is that... The rescuers who were at the scene known as the White Helmets. Now, the White Helmets are, are a very, you know, sort of, um, they're, they're a very sort of hazy group. And we know that there's, um, we know that there's uh, alliances or, you know, there's, there's affiliations to, to Al-Qaeda. So, so I now, responded to there's definitely been allegations that it's Soros-funded, and, and I'm more than happy to to, um, to be shown in, in that direction. Um, I, I definitely take your word for it. And these white helmets, I, I posted another article just yesterday. Um, and in Australia, myself and a couple other activists have been under a very intense uh, media scrutiny. So... Many mainstream media, um, you know, some of the biggest newspapers owned by the Murdoch family, yeah, go figure, very, very pro um, Zionist, um, right. as well as um, Australian state national television. They've gone on a big character assassination against me and a few other activists here in Sydney, Australia. None of them, however, acknowledge any of the evidence that we put forward. So I wrote a rebuttal article, and in that article I highlight how many of these people that are smearing us are taking their evidence from the White Helmets. And what I've done with this is that I've linked it back to all the affiliations that the White Helmets have to al-Qaeda. Openly, on videos that are very easy to find on YouTube, we can find videos of the White Helmets and al-Qaeda celebrating side-by-side after some... uh, battle that that they won there's also a video of al-qaeda executing a person and the white helmets immediately straight after uh this person being shot in the head are there to clean up the scene um we know that many of the white helmet you know supposed rescuers also fight side by side with al-qaeda we've got photos to to match the profiles of of these individuals so the very fact that um that many many people are are using their source as the White Helmet, al-Qaeda-affiliated, that also raises another question. So we know that it wasn't say gas, and this was the rhetoric pushed. We know that that the main source of information is coming from al-Qaeda affiliates. So, and then the third point is Assad, you know, his government or his army, the Syrian uh, government's army, they're winning on every single battlefront in Syria at the moment. ISIS are in retreat in eastern Syria and in Iraq. Our Nusra, you know, and our Qaeda-affiliated uh, fighting group—they're on the retreat in many fronts in Syria. Why now would would the government decide to use yeah. chemical weapons? Especially just as Donald Trump and Tillerson came out with quite positive rhetoric towards the Syrian government. Um, yeah. Only last week they were talking about, um, you know, re- uh, not reconciliation. They were talking about the main emphasis being ISIS and not so much the government.
2: Yeah. You, you know, Paul. You know, here's the thing. If now there's heavy rhetoric coming from Tillerson, you know, wanting to take out Assad. But if we take out Assad, it's going to be just like Iraq, just like Libya. The country is going to become decimated. It's going to become fractionalized. I mean, you know, you brought up uh, Mr. Murdoch. I mean, look, Murdoch sits on the board of this genie oil that is currently in the Golan Heights um, exploring Right. You know, doing exploration right now. So it's in so many people's interest to take out Assad. You know, they can instill their Rothschild central banking system there. They can run the gas pipe pipeline from Turkey to Europe, um, we, we can see, you know, the Israeli Genie Oil Company who, who has Rupert Murdoch, Rothschild, Dick Cheney, and just a whole host of other people that sit on their board. And then they can just rape and pillage the country while the, the, the Christians, the Jews, and the, you know, the, the moderate Muslims just get, you know, killed. It's complete complete utterly utterly ridiculous and it just pisses me off to no end that we continuously you know support the wrong side of the you know people in these countries man let's support Assad, because he supports a secular government, he supports you know, you, you can be a Christian or you can be an atheist or you know you can be anybody and you're not going to be persecuted, you know so we can't have that, we got to take him out and put in the most violent, radical bastards on the face of the earth and, and just support them, so then they can just rape and
3: pillage these countries and, and, and the average American, this is going by the way, the average American is all for it, they're they saying what, it was 80 people who died or so from the chemical attacks or somewhere around there and, and what we need to send 150,000 ground troops put them in harm's way to lose limbs on our tax dollars to destabilize a country that is going to lead for sure to the relocation plan the Kalargi plan I mean to me I don't I don't get the conservative think think tank here in America where the majority of them are saying yeah let's send uh, troops on the ground shock and awe, let let us nuke them all let God sort out the rest it says in the Bible, that's the way it goes. Israel's the chosen people. They're our greatest ally. I don't know why. And my question to you is, well, you know, what is it about, um, you know, 150,000 troops are asking for? Uh, we, we send troops over there. But do you see a destabilization that's going to lead to the war refugee crisis that it seems the globalists are pushing for, which we've seen in Europe, the relocation of Muslims? We've seen that come into the United States already, sanctuary cities. And now this is probably only going to exacerbate the problem. So what do you think? How do you think that much that plays into this endgame with these globalists, that that this ultimately is going to be the Hegelian dialectic, create the problem, create the solution, where they're going to lead to a major war refugee crisis. So for all the conservatives listening, hey, if you're for this war, guess what? There's going to be a lot of war refugees coming to your shores because of it. So be ready.
6: Many other problems as well is... is is the liberals or, or, or the so-called um, left, or as I like to call them, the imperial left, to do a great injustice um, to those actually on the left. Um, and unfortunately, they're the vast majority. Many of them want to focus on on, on bringing refugees, you know, uh, into Europe, into the United States, into Australia. However, no, most Nothing about the drones, want... nothing
3: about the attacks, right? They say nothing about that.
6: No, of course. And, and the main issue is that most people don 't want to leave their homeland so rather than you know supporting refugees coming to to their own country, they should be uh, supporting stopping wars that create refugees to begin with Bingo. that's the most fundamental um, that's the most fundamental uh, uh, issue right here it, it's mm-hmm. it's these people don't take a focus on stopping wars that actually create refugees yeah. they support they support these wars now many interesting points were, were brought up, such as uh, Genie Oil. I mean, what what you know, you you listed the board of members, and that that's just a terrible, 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 terrible committee. And many of these are also shareholders and and whatnot as well. And for the listeners that don't know, the Golan Heights is Syrian territory that's been occupied by Israel for several decades. Right now, since nineteen sixty-seven. Exactly, and now they're trying to exploit the very resources that belong to the Syrian people for Israel's favour. It, it, it's 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 absolutely ludicrous. Um, For the conservatives listening into America, I mean, they must absolutely oppose Donald Trump's um, willingness to to intervene in Syria. And as you very well highlighted, Syria is, you know, a very successful secular country in, in the Middle East. I mean, let's look at the United States allies, Saudi Arabia. They don't allow churches to be Bill, and if you uh, if if you um, announce yourself as an atheist, you know from being previously Muslim, that's enough for you to get your head chopped off publicly. These are the sort of people that the globalists are are, are aligning themselves to, rather than supporting a, a secular country. Now, only this morning, uh, the the um, one of the Christian leaders uh, or one of the Christian church leaders in Syria released on YouTube a video of him supporting the government and and their struggle against radical Islam it, it, it's it's very fundamental that 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 we understand Syrian society as it was before there's no arguing that there was very very limited political freedoms very you, we cannot deny this however what we like to do in the West you know including my home country in Australia we like to think um,
3: we know it's how, how we them.
6: can We know what's best for them. However, we don't understand the context of Syria. We like to think of it that it's exactly like Australia. It's exactly like the United States. Totally different. Australia, yeah, it's totally different. The United States and Australia doesn't have a history of fundamental... Uh, Islam that that's a very real direct threat you know in in Syria in parts of the Middle East we're talking about 20 30 percent of a country has this ideology um, so therefore it's very difficult to apply the same principles that that way enjoy in the West into other countries of the region that have a very different um, very different demographic uh, difference to to that of Europe the United States and, and Australia so it's, it's very frustrating to see that, that leaders such as Assad, who was able to contain the Islamists, is trying to be removed. And, and through this whole vortex of the chaos that's going on, we've seen the Islamists emerge. Now, him and his father were able to keep them very, very reduced and in their place, you know, just on the outskirts of society, and most of them had to hide unless they wanted to be persecuted. Now that they can't be persecuted... What do we see on our televisions? We see ISIS chopping people's heads off and, yeah. and other sort can, of brutal
2: methods. Can, hey, can I say something on that real quick, Paul? Look, here's the deal with these videos and these images. This lying ass television shows us. Okay, we 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 look. The day I can't talk. I'm struggling. I'm spitting it out. The Daily Mail last year, um, you know, showed evidence that British firm that was awarded the Pentagon contract going back to 2003 actually faked. The Bin Laden videos—they faked the ISIS videos—they faked that those crazy videos with the giant uh, ISIS slayers with the little midgets. Uh, I know that's not politically correct, but the, the short people uh, yes. on on the beach there—I uh, believe it was in Egypt or somewhere—and and it come to the find they had a half billion dollar contract to to fake these videos. So, if they faked the videos before. And, and who, you know, who buys that fake bin Laden death? I mean, it, all that crap is so phony. So we can't believe anything coming, you know, spewing out of their lying mouth and the lying, you know, television because they will make images just to pull at our heartstrings and to get us emotionally invested in these events. What's your take on that, Paul?
6: I, I completely agree. I mean, there's even in 2001, when when the terrible 9/11 tragedy happened, there was still no verified video or, or announcement by by Osama bin Laden. I mean, if he was alive, I'm pretty sure that he would have been boasting endlessly for for you know the the um, yeah. quote unquote achievement of yeah. of of what they managed to uh you know do in in you know New York.
2: You mean Colonel Tim Osman? Uh, it, sorry, I didn't catch that. No, I, I was just joking. I see. No, not Bin Laden. You mean Colonel Tim Osman That was the CIA. <laughs> yeah, it uh, yeah, was the CIA <laughs> name. Yes, yes,
6: yes. It, 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 it just doesn't add up. We, we look at the ISIS leader Abu al baghdadi Now well, we again, know who we he is. That we've, I mean, we. I don't need to inform your your listeners. I'm sure they're very very well informed, and we know. You know, since the takeover of Mosul in 2014, there's been no other sort of videos or, or or anything of him. We've only had one video of him making, you know, an announcement in in a grand mosque in in, in Mosul, and nothing ever since. Um, it, it all just doesn't add up. And even the video that was released just shows a very small section of the mosque, which isn't very hard to replicate in a studio.
2: Hey, Paul, hold, hold that thought. We're coming to a hard break. We'll come back. We've got another segment with Mr. Paul Antonopoulos. He, uh, I know I butchered that. I, excuse me, Paul. Don't don't, don't hate me for that. Antonopoulos. Hey, Antonopoulos, excuse me. I, a fine <laughs> Greek name. Look, he's a writer <laughs> and editor at, at Al News. Go check him out. The unbelievable articles. He was one of the first articles I've seen covering this, man. So I really respect his point of view and I really appreciate him coming on. Battle of New Orleans Radio. We'll be right back. Anybody?
4: Was shot by the CIA in a plot. The for the peace movement is obviously not paying attention to the situation. Look what we got. Mark David
6: Chapman
2: Red Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Listen like to Battle of New Orleans, Orleans Radio. Like we have a, a terrific guy, guest, Mr. Paul. Say his last name, go ahead. I know I've been bushing it twelve Andrews, times. Antonopoulos? Antonopoulos. God, I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Paul. Don't 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 kill me, man. Look, he writes for <laughs> he, <new> he's <laughs> the editor for Al Mazdar News. Check him out. Unbelievable articles every day. I mean, he's just pumping out, you know, piece after piece. Look, Paul. I mean, this has been awesome, man. Really appreciate you coming on. We have we have a caller though that called in a minute ago. Do you mind taking a phone call? No, of course not. No, all right, let, let's go to Joseph and Mattery. Joseph, how you doing? You ha- you have a question for uh, Paul or ourselves dealing with this uh, Syrian gas attack? Joseph, you're on the air. Uh, may, maybe Joseph. Hung, look, Joseph, if you're listening, we apologize we made you hold on, man. So anyway, call back. All right, anyway, guest is I mean uh, caller's gone. Look, uh we got Mr. Gary King on line 1. Gary, you you uh you there? You want to talk to our guest? Gary.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, G- Gary, you're on line 1, man. You want you want you have a question for our guest?
5: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know y'all got it to me
2: already. Uh yeah, um, I, p- I apologize. Yeah, if-
5: I just joined in. I just got off of my show, and I really am just catching on. So maybe I should just listen a little bit more. Okay, but I, okay I no problem. I do believe that, it was, um, that there was no gas attack. I, I really believe that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't believe it was sarin for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Paul. We got about five minutes left with you, man. Anything you want to uh, cover, anything you want to plug, man, the floor is yours. Go ahead, buddy.
6: Yep, so when, when I first covered it, um, the sayering gas attack, it, it was more so first-hand accounts that that, that um, I was trying to tune into. Now, being that it was an Al-Qaeda-controlled uh, area, it was very hard and, you know, I, I wasn't successful in being able to, to get onto it. So then the next form was, was just to look at the videos and, and look at the what photos that they there, yeah. themselves produced. Now... There's many, I'm not saying whether it's correct or not, but, but many people have highlighted that many of the children that were shown that were dead and killed had trauma wounds to the head. You know, if, if, if you're killed from a gas attack, why why are there several children bleeding from the head? So these sort of things need to be investigated as well. Now, we, as I said earlier, we need to question uh, the, the, the sources of this information, Al-Qaeda affiliates, so that needs to be taken into account too. We need to look at why Donald Trump launched these strikes without, and uh, you know, without, uh, you know, taking a taking the evidence to Congress first. It, it, it just defies, you know, Donald Trump made such a huge deal about, um, about George Bush launching uh, the invasion of Iraq without, you know, approval from Congress. Yet he carried out this attack in the very same manner. Yeah, now, I'm. I'm I hope I'm correct, but I I'm going to theorize that perhaps Donald Trump launched these attacks to prove that he's not a Russian puppet, as is always, you know, alleged by by the mainstream media that that tries to tarnish him. I I that that that's what I would suggest. And secondly, that he wants to show that he was that he's capable of doing something that his predecessor Obama. Never did. He, you know, Obama made the talk, but he never walked it. Now, Trump has proven that, you know, he's willing to do what his predecessor wasn't. I think now he's demonstrated it and now, you know, he can focus on North Korea and, and whatnot and sort of leave Syria to the it, side. I hope I'm correct.
2: You know, Paul, if there's any nation, we got one minute left, there's any nation that, you know— Maybe the United States should have uh, intervened because there's been millions of people put in the camps. Millions of people died. That's North Korea. But we don't ever do anything there. You know, we just go to stabilize these countries that were actually working at the time. And you look at at Europe. Europeans used to, you know, vacation, you know, in Syria. And, And we only got 45 seconds left. There was actually... Somebody maybe you need to talk to is Professor Tim Anderson from Australia. We interviewed him. He wrote a great book called The Dirty Wars on Syria, and he's right there in Sydney. So if you haven't seen his book, check him out. That's Professor Tim Anderson. Look, uh, look that's all we have. We ha- that's Mr. Paul... Uh, Go ahead, An- Antonopoulos. Antonopoulos, like he butchering <laughs> that. Look, Paul, I'm gonna say bye to you during the break, man. Really appreciate your time. Go check out all of his work at Al Mazdar News, man. It's been it's been totally terrific, and we appreciate his uh, very valuable, valuable time all Have the way him from- on the
3: show again when this starts really playing out because it looks like it's going to be playing yeah. out pretty shortly. Yeah,
2: yeah, all, all the way from uh, Sydney, Australia, Badland, New Orleans Radio. See you on the next segment. No drugs.
1: Wanted payment for oil and gold, not paper money. Soon as that was found out, military action began to take it from me. I'm talking about his life. Control for gold isn't found in mines. It's in countries who impound the times. A sound designed for the ground to rise. It was organized and fortified. World reserve currency since 45. It's the U.S. dollar no more to climb. Pyramid top's going before your eyes. Geo politics is a cold case. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio right here on 990 AM. WGSO in the heart of the crust of city home of the first amendment that's our buddy vinnie straub aka ptp gold oil drugs go check out his youtube channel we have another great guest coming on uh mr david Rizzolata. he's got a, a terrific website called in defense of our nation he's also a, a fantastic author of not on my watch exposing the marxist agenda in education. I ordered two copies. I gave them both away. I read read the book twice. Phenomenal book. You know, David's articles appear all over the place, uh, from Freedom Outpost, Western uh, Free Press. I mean, all over the place. I carry some of his articles at the com. I mean, he's just a terrific, terrific writer, and I really, really respect this man. So, David, you know, welcome to the program, man. How you doing?
5: I'm pretty good, Nate. Thanks for all the the nice compliments. Uh, it's
2: good to talk to you again. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been a while, man. But I, I really appreciate, you know, a- everything you do, you know, for, you know, just just getting the information out there. And, and I really wanted to discuss, you know, that, that article you wrote, The War in Syria and the Mess We Created. I mean, you just really, really went in in that article, you know, discussing the PNAC uh, doctrine, discussing General Wesley Clark, you know, and... and the destabilization plan of the seven nations. I mean, it's just a really profound, profound article, man. And it's really, really relevant What's going on today with our current president, you know, um, I'm going to say this real quick, then I'm going to give the floor to you. I voted for Trump be, just because I didn't want to see this, you know, horrible, rotten criminal in there, Hillary Rodham Clinton. And, you know, we voted for, for Trump and I supported him. I went to two Trump rallies and I, I, there were some things that I questioned, no doubt. I, I questioned a lot of his background dealing with abortions, uh, assault weapons ban, um, dealing with immigration, and just on and on. But yet, you know, I kind of I kind of held my, my, you know, I, I went against my gut. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go against that. He seems like he's doing some great stuff. It seems like he, he's a patriot. And he may, he may very well be. I don't know. But my gut's telling me now we've really, really been duped. Um Go ahead, David. I'm sorry, the floor is yours, man. I know we don't have a lot of time. Go ahead and just touch upon any of that stuff, man.
5: Well, I think uh, you hit uh, it—you hit the nail on the head there. A lot of people felt like uh, you had no choice in the election. It was Trump versus Clinton, and nobody wanted Clinton. And now, a lot about what I'm about to say is purely my opinion, based on a lot of research I've done in psychology and you know reading B.F. Skinner and. Uh, methods that they use to manipulate the environment, so forth and so on. I personally believe that they knew Hillary Clinton wasn't going to win. And, you know, these people, they study our beliefs and they study our habits and they study the way we react to things. Uh, Case in point is, you know, when you're on your computer and you do a lot of searches for certain things, all of a sudden you find those advertisements popping up in
2: your face. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. No, no, absolutely. It, it studies right. your search patterns kind of like exactly what you're saying.
5: Right, exactly. So these people are studying our habits and our beliefs, and, and they pretty much knew that Clinton wasn't going to win, and, and they may very well even knew that we wanted to see somebody stand up against liberalism. So they put Trump in there, and if you, and if you look at the way Trump behaved, he had the crowds roaring. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody loved him because he knew exactly what he had to say, but in the long run, You look at what, what Trump said in 2013. He made a lot of tweets about how much of a mistake it would have been to attack Syria. And then, you know, and then he made all these great campaign promises about repealing Obamacare and building a wall. Well, look at where we are now. Obamacare repeal and the building of a wall are pretty much dead end issues. And he attacked Syria, you know, so what does that tell you? You know what I'm saying? He, he, he did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do, and he didn't do what he said he was going to do, you know, just like everybody else.
2: No, no, <laughs> no doubt. It seems like the new boss may be the same as the old boss, unfortunately. I also I also forgot to mention, David, your, your military service. You know, you served in the the Marines and the Army. So, you know, you're somebody that that has served. Um, You know, because a lot of people, I'll say these things and they'll say, oh, you're just a liberal. You're just a Democrat. And I'm like, man, you're crazy. I'm just I love freedom. I love sovereignty. You know, and we see it's not about supporting these candidates. It's about the people, because these candidates, doesn't matter who they give us, seems like, you know, they all serve this global interest. I mean, we see this with Trump. Right. The last degree of separation between Trump and the internationalists was Steve Bannon. And when I seen last week that Steve Bannon was being pushed out, I got the chills, David. I said, this isn't good.
5: Yeah. yeah. And you made another great point, Nate. I mean, everybody gets so wrapped up in supporting their candidate. But uh, most people don't really realize how much this country has changed because we're really not supposed to be putting our faith um, for change in the country in these candidates. You know, it's like they create problems and then they tell us how they're going to solve them. And then we put all our faith in them to solve them. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to take the responsibility to make this country what it's supposed to be, not putting our faith in these politicians. And and we're so far away from that right now. I don't even think the the younger generations even realize that at all.
3: Most of them are fatherless. So when you you come up fatherless or from a broken home, like the divorce matrix has incentivized it's hard to have right. that uh, get up and change the oil, change the tire mentality because you really kind of – you don't come from that background because it's – what infrastructure do you have? You usually have two fighting parents who are fighting over who loves the kid more and they just give more gifts and more consumerism to them, but go ahead.
5: And, and we're also looking at a situation where, you know, constantly on the news, we're talking
0: about
5: – they're talking about this gas attack um, by Bashar al-Assad you know over the past 40 years since since the early 1980s the united states has supported iraq and its war against iran we supported their gas attacks against iran we supported the uh, afghanistan the mujahideen the i can't even pronounce the word mujahideen yes yeah, yeah. and uh, against the soviet union and, right and those were the fighters that later became al qaeda Right. You know, and then throughout the Obama administration, they were arming ISIS, and what were they arming ISIS for? To to fight against yeah. um, Assad, and, and and the whole the whole goal is it seems like they're systematically knocking out people that refuse to go along yeah. with the petrodollar scheme or whatever
2: oil pipeline or whatever they want well, to run across the region or whatever central bank they want to install. I mean, it's right. it, it's crazy, David, because, look, it's been admitted a gazillion times that we are ISIS. We funded ISIS. We created ISIS. Uh-huh. But you'll say that, and even Trump kind of touched upon that in the campaign in the very next sentence. All right, let's fight ISIS. Wait a minute. You cannot uh-huh. fight ISIS unless you fight D.C. You know, the, ISIS comes from the District of Criminals. And, and you know, it, it, that, that's what gets lost. It, it really yeah. just it trips me out that we can't even— See Pass go. We can't see the forest. I mean, you know, we can't see the, the, the you know, the forest amongst the trees. It's just really, 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 really ridiculous, Dave. You know, if you can, please get into to your article, man, because that was just an unbelievable article, uh, you know, in defense, you know, on in defense of our nation. You know, the war in Syria and the mess we created. I and mean, you just really, really went in and, and I know you being former military, it's not a popular stance right now really going against, you know, the Trump administration. Oh,
3: my.
5: Gosh, I was, uh, well, I've been writing for Western free press, uh, so, uh, uh, website out of Arizona and yeah, I've been writing with them since like December. And, uh, you know, well, I submitted that article to them and, and they came back and said that they took issue with it. Uh, cause some of the statements I was making were too definitive. <laughs> and the statement they were talking about was, uh, I made a statement about the, the, uh, um, what, what Trump was accomplishing by attacking Syria was right in line with the, the globalist agenda, you know, and, and they didn't like that. They wanted me to rework that and reedit it. And I was like, well, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to, I'm going to back by what I'm going to back my words here. And, um, I decided not to
2: write for him anymore. Well, <laughs> I, I know that's tough, David, because that hits you in the pocketbook and, and I know it's hard, but you know what, man, you have courage. You've got balls. And, and that's the thing. Nobody has any courage or balls anymore. We're just a bunch of betas. Nobody's alphas anymore, you know? So it's it's very tough.
5: That's definitely true. But I think there's also an element here. Uh, I would encourage all the listeners to uh, watch a video on YouTube uh, by a man. Just look up Yuri Bezmanov on YouTube. And, and I think what we're really living through right now is, is a situation where nobody really knows what the truth is, because yeah. we're being we're being bombarded right with so much misinformation from all sides, yes, and, and it's and it's being done on purpose to keep us confused to keep yeah. us from being able to take any definitive stand on any issue yeah. and, and that's called ideological subversion, and it's an old communist tactic that yuri Bezmenov actually talks about how it was employed against the united states
2: no no, no doubt look david we're coming to a break look david lot on the line with us go, go buy his book I and mean, his book is unbelievable not on my watch exposing the marxist agenda in education i'm telling you go buy that book you will not be disappointed i had two copies i gave them both away but uh, you know a great book Go check out his blog, his uh, his website, In Defense of Our Nation. I mean, you you just type in his name, you can find his articles all over Instigator News. You can find him at Freedom Outpost. I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. So, David Rizalada, check him out. Battle of New Orleans Radio. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Battle of New Orleans Radio, home of the First Amendment, nine ninety AM, WGSO. We got Mr. David Rizzolata. Go buy his book, Not On My Watch. You can find it all over. You can find it on Amazon. Go read his articles. They're just they're terrific. He deals w- with a lot uh, of the leftist and and psychological um, issues, how they use, uh, you know, psychological games um, against us. He was discussing, you know, how he was persecuted for writing an article that had too much truth in it. You know, um, there, there was another gentleman that that had his truth, Uh, you know, push back the same way, Dave, Mr. Chuck Ball, Pastor Chuck Baldwin, he he was writing for a publication and they they stopped uh, him from from publishing some of his articles because he was calling out certain regimes in the Middle East. And and they said, we can't we can't publish your articles. And he said, well, all right, well, we'll find whatever. You know, so even even on the right, you know, there's there's control in place. It's not just the left.
5: Oh, no, absolutely not. So. One thing that's definitely going on now is this ideological divide. On, on the conservative side. Yes, and, and, and a lot of people don't even a lot of people don't even know um, what what's right and what's wrong and what's constitutional, what's non-constitutional, what Trump's authority is. What you know, we're also at a point where people are accepting from Trump what they would have never accepted from Obama. Right. You know. But, it, but it's just because it's Trump and it's a con-
2: They got their or guard or down. Republicans. Yeah. yeah, they
5: got their it, guard it, down, or it's okay that he's doing it, it
2: you know? You know, David, we, we've seen no tax no tax reform. The We see now um, John Bender from Breitbart, uh, Louisiana's own— He wrote an article detailing how the GOP is going to stop all um, funding for the wall. So the wall probably isn't going to happen. Um, You know, with Obamacare, that was a real easy fix. You repeal that garbage. You don't repeal and replace with Obamacare light. You repeal it, and we go back to the old system of, you know, of. Medicaid, Medicare, and the private Private option, private insurance. I mean, it's simple. You don't need government mandates in place. But yet they tried to they tried to do that. Totally, totally uh, insane. Uh, Now we see Trump was against NATO during his during his campaign. Now he's for NATO. You know, he was vehemently against um, carbon taxes. Now we see with Rex Tillerson, who was pro carbon tax uh, Paul Joseph Watson in 2009 wrote a great article detailing how how mm-hmm. how he is for the carbon tax and now Reuters 6 days ago David wrote an article detailing how um, the Trump White House is throwing around a carbon tax so this is this is yeah. the, this is crazy go go ahead buddy yeah,
5: well there's a concept known as consent of the government you know and what that means is that you know our government is supposed to have limited powers And most of the powers in this country are supposed to reside in the people, and so the the consent of the government means the government really can't do anything unless they get the people to go along with it. Right. One thing they they have to play games, and the name of the game is deception.
3: One thing that whatever
5: they can do to deceive you to get you to go along with what they got going on, they're going to do.
3: Hey, David, this is Goim here. Quick question and comment, really. One thing that just shocks me, and we got Phil the Patriot in the studio now. This guy's really proactive locally. He cares a lot about the monuments and what's going on down here. He cares about the country. He cares about the city. One thing I notice when everything's going down, whether it's locally, nationally, internationally with Syria or whatever the case may be, everyone has this kick the can down the a hallway. Uh, someone else is going to do it. This white knight's going to wait till the majority wakes up to do something about this. You guys just wait. Gosh darn it. And they're always waiting for someone else to do it, and we really have to call this out this this cuck-like attitude where everyone is sitting on their hands, saying, "Well, I can't do this." I mean, I have you know, and and I fall forward to it. And you know, good example tonight. I got I got to get up super early for work, and and they have some issue going on right in the city right now. We want to take care of. But my point is, it seems like everyone's waiting for someone else to do something. And how do we get back to where people, and installing this attitude, and like I was saying earlier, so many people have come in from, came from broken families, they're chasing the fiat currency dollar, they're stuck at work, and a lot of people say, I care, but I just don't have the time, I have to pay bills, I have debt to pay, I have interest-laden lifestyle, I have a mortgage, a car note. So, I mean, I think it's become an epidemic where your typical Americans think that there's this a large contingency of people who are going to come and save the day, but truth is, no one does anything about anything and uh you know that's is, what how do we solve that?
5: Well, in my opinion, this is where you learn something from the left, okay, because remember, my degree is in social work, so basically so basically, I saw firsthand how committed the left is to social change and how well they organize and you got to remember you know when you get into these type of liberal arts programs, these social work programs, psychology, whatnot, they're basically training your children, to be activists for the Democrat Party, for the liberal movement. And and you look at how united they are. Those people are so diabolically patient. You can have a group of leftists pushing a certain cause, and they could understand that what they're doing may not have any effect for the next 50 years, but they'll still stick with it, believing that what they're doing is going to create their so-called utopia Mm -hmm. in the end. And and that's, that's what we lack. We lack that type of commitment because, like you just said, we we, we sit around, we think everything's going to be okay because we just elected a Republican. Now our guy's in office, everything's going to be fine. And we have to go to our jobs and we have to go make our money. Hey, and that's all great. Hey, you know what? I work. I work two jobs. I work like 50 hours a week, yeah. you know, and uh, I still have time. You have to be the change that you want to see, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, sure. And a lot of times, sometimes even, even on just such the smallest issue, You just spark up a conversation here in the grocery line or at the bank, and and you get people talking. And sometimes you find out that, you know, you're really not alone.
3: Man, and and that's a good point. I find that nine times out of ten, people are just foaming at the mouth to talk about this stuff. But, again, it, it comes down to time, and they want to protect their pension. Well, I work for the government. I work for the post office. I can't what do happens anything. if this? If I post it on Facebook and, and that get hey, and word gets out, I might lose my pension, hey, my fiat currency. Hey,
1: hey, Dave, Dave, we're coming yeah, to a break.
2: Can you do one more segment with us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, man. Look, we, listen. We got. Da- shoot, man, I'm, I'm tripping. We got Battle of New Orleans radio with Mr. David Rizzolata on the line. Go buy his book, "Not on My Watch." Go read some of his articles that in defense of our nation. A great, great author. Really respect this man. Really respect his opinion. So go check him out. Battle of New Orleans Radio. Get that, go hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, Battle. NOLA radio. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans radio. All wars are bankers wars. And that is correct. They fund both sides of every war. And now we see the military industrial complex usurping our president. We see this little dual citizen, Mr. Jared Kushner uh, from his six, 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 Fifth Avenue, uh, a building there, you know, really having the ear of Mr. Trump. He's pushing the nationalists out, and we see his little leftist daughter, you know, showing uh, the president these pictures of these dead children. What about the 56 million dead, aborted fetuses and babies here in America? What about all the babies we have killed in these drone strikes?
3: And how many supposedly died in these chemical attacks? What, 80? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, 80, and we, we went over and we killed yeah, we and killed feel, nine, and then we killed another 20. How many babies are aborted every day in America?
1: Dozens and dozens yeah. of babies are killed with a saline solution. They're practicing chemical warfare in our own country at all the yeah. planned banned parenthood clinics. There's one at 4636-666 yeah. South Claiborne Avenue, and yeah. soon it might open, and they're going to start injecting powerful saline solutions into uh, the mother's belly and kill the baby. That's really President sad. President Trump, wake up! They're practicing chemical warfare here.
2: I think yep.
3: Assad ought to come here and topple our government. Or maybe they should l- attack us for poisoning Flint, Michigan's water. Yeah, l- or, l- or gas and Standing oh, Rock. Attendees. Or in
2: 1947, they, they radiated you know, poor people in Arkansas and St. Louis. Tuskegee. <laughs> yeah, Tuskegee, too. Let's get back to our guest, the author of Not In My Watch, Exposing the Marxist Agenda in Education, Mr. David Rizalada on the floor is yours go ahead buddy
5: um i was going to comment before the break also we were talking about what what can we do to uh change course here and people have to remember that the left controls all of our institutions in this country yes you know and, and they do a wonderful job of employing psychological warfare if you will yep giving the impression that they're that their agenda is, uh, is popular and, and it's not. And so people need to speak out against it more so than just going to your, to your, uh, voting district and voting in the next election. Yeah. You have to, you have to do what they do. You have to organize. Well, here's a good example. Uh, our Congressman Jim Bridenstine came here to Tulsa yesterday at town hall meeting. He had to book. Uh, The Maybe Center, which holds about eleven thousand people, and there was a few thousand people that showed up. But some of the people that showed up were those protesters that that are running around trying to shout down all the Republicans, like Planned Parenthood and some of these others. But uh, you know, Jim's supporters showed up in force. You know, to counterbalance that. You know, you you got to be able to do that. You got to. We have to organize ourselves and be willing to stand on our principle, you know, besides just going to the voting booth and voting.
2: Well, the, voting, the voting booth hasn't worked, David. It hasn't no, worked.
5: It doesn't work at all. I, no, because they just keep doing the same thing. They I, I, they, they tell us who they are, and, and then they turn around and prove that they're working for the same people as yeah, the last guy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we see now, um, you know, Trump's wanting to appoint, uh, I think it's Gary Cohn, to... Uh, Bannon's position. Gary Cohn's another Goldman Sachs gang guy. So, I mean, how many Goldman Sachs CFR members do we have here? Trump's got $14 billion. Uh, you know, that's the net worth of the people in his cabinet, the richest cabinet in history. Um,
5: yeah, well, Trump has always been a Democrat. You
2: know,
5: <laughs> ever since ever since I can remember, he's been a Democrat. What? He supported Clinton. Here's one thing. He wrote a book called... Uh, the America we deserve. And I'm betting you right now that the health solution that he's going to come up with is going to be single payer health Because in that book that he wrote, he said America must have single payer health care. He is a uh, proponent of single payer health care.
2: Yeah, that and that's what's going to happen with this healthcare care system we have now. They're going to say it, it, it doesn't work. So we must usher in the single payer system. Um, it's very, very disturbing, David. It's just very disturbing that we put so much faith in these people and in these men. Look, here's something we haven't brought up. Jared Kushner just got $259 million last month for his cadre investment from George Soros. Okay. Donald Trump got $160 million in 2004, excuse me, from Mr. Soros for his Chicago Trump Tower. And he still owes Soros millions today. So... He he's not going to go against George Soros. But you know who has been going against George Soros is Mr. Putin. Yeah. Well, I don't trust him neither. Well, me neither. I don't trust him either. I don't trust him either. But but my point of that is, David, is that at this point, you know, the media tries to make him look like he's like the worst, the worst person in history. But he's no worse. He's no worse than than any of our leaders.
5: Let me throw something out at you. Go
2: ahead. It,
5: you can Google something, and, and this will blow a lot of people's minds. I mean, this blew my mind, and to this day I think there's still an element of this in play. You can Google it. It's called The Communist Peace Offensive, and it's a PDF file that you can download on your computer for free. And, and it's a book, essentially, and it was written back in the 60s and starts out talking about uh, 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 a Republican... Uh, State Department employee named John Dulles uh, giving testimony in front of the Congress uh, saying that that he had uncovered evidence that the, the communists, the Soviet Union, were engaged in a worldwide propaganda campaign to give the illusion, okay, follow along with me here, to give the illusion that the United States of America was the world's aggressive war machine and that it was communism that stood for peace. Are you following along with what I'm saying? Yeah, right?
3: yeah no, I'm following.
5: What, what are we looking at today? Russia has been the ones fighting.
3: The total ISIS. opposite, right? The total like, opposite, R- side, Right. Yeah, and, and
5: we're the ones that, fought, that, that, that created ISIS. And
3: we're, we're to, the ones yeah. that
5: just... You see what I'm saying? And, yeah. and,
3: and, I, and I get that because people I talk to right now this past week with all the stuff going on is here like... We have to go over there to solve this issue. It's it's our job. It's our duty to do this, to straighten this out. Otherwise, these terrorists are going to take over the whole globe. And and what I, again, I told him, like, you know, you do realize if we evade, it's going to lead to more refugees coming here. And you are going to think that they're an issue in your neck of the woods because they're going to be right under your nose and they're going to be disenfranchised. And anyways, it, you're right. It's a psyop and they flip the whole script on us, you know.
5: Yeah, and and that's what I'm convinced. You know, just by reading lots of different books by psychologists, you know, B.F. Skinner, you know, studying Pavlov's work and all this. You know, Pavlov's work was employed uh, during the Russian Revolution. You know, in the early 1900s, a lot of people don't know that um, Lenin approached Pavlov and asked him, "Well, how do you how did you apply these conditioning techniques to your dog? Well, let's try it on the Russian people." you know and, and a lot of our education system today is based based on that stimulus response mechanism right. that Pavlov discovered way back then yeah, yeah. and uh,
3: look we got about 3 minutes david we got about 3 minutes left we'll take a couple quick calls hey tony and metri are you on there line number 2
1: hey yeah i'm here guys yeah
3: yeah hey, go ahead tony quick, quick question for david go ahead you got the floor
1: yeah, well, I was going to tell you that uh, Kate, I was thinking about this guy. I don't know whether you crossed across it yet or not and where he fits in the idea of Marxism. Joe Biden and his I think it was his son, a grandson named Hunter Biden.
2: Yes, grandson. grandson. A,
1: yeah, he was appointed to some kind of uh, 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 gas
2: I mean, company in Ukraine.
1: Yeah. And, and what I've never heard any more about that, that you know, and that he's was vice also, president. And I think that Exxon was involved in some of the negotiations and some of that in the background and stuff and everything. They
2: funded $1.5 billion to help overthrow the Ukrainian government. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was just going to throw out something to you, Nathan, about talking about uh, being uh, the the idea we voted for Trump and got something else. Well, I kind of looked at it this way, and I want to throw this out to you that, you know, your your guest just used the word illusion there. And I've been throwing that around as the illusion, illusions, or delusions. And, Mm. you know, this is how we seem to be operating. The the idea of marketing to our brains, whether in school or whether communism going back, you know, I'm looking at Trump as not the lesser of two evils, but the better of the two evils that were out there. (laughs) So, So my analysis when I looked at Trump was that, you know, he, he did, I didn't like the profile I saw in Hillary Clinton, but and I'm not saying I liked everything I saw in the profile of Donald Trump. But I think that America voted for the better of two evils.
3: Yeah. Well, good, good, good. They voted, but are they going to get what they voted? Good, for? good,
2: good point, Tony. Really appreciate so that. Be the big question. Let, we got we got one other call. Let's take it before the break. Miss Kathy in Lakeview, how you doing, Miss Kathy? Welcome Real to the quick, program. Hey, Kathy, we got about you? one minute left with uh, David. I
1: said, I said this really fast. It was crazy because um, Gary's mom came to visit. And she said, you know, according to the Syria gassings and all, she said, what is really the difference between those chemtrails on top of us? Um, and, you know, I, agree. I, I, said, I, I said that is just so profound because it's the chemical trails, it's the fluoride, it's the correct in our Gulf.
4: We're all zombies. There's no difference. Flu kids. No We're difference. staring at our
3: phone. Yep, I'm doing it all the time. Oh,
1: right. Well right. I just wanted to say that, you know. Uh, th-
3: th- th- thank you very much. Th- we thank got you Ms. one Catherine. more minute, David. Go, go ahead, David. We got one you minute. Wrap miss? up anything you want to plug or promote your books or any other websites?
5: Oh well mostly my websites now are on uh Freedom Outpost and Sons of Liberty Media as long as, as well as my uh my blog page. I'm I'm thinking about starting my own. I just haven't done it yet. Um and my book can be found on, on Amazon and, and Create Space. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you having me yeah.
2: on. Great book, uh, man. Keep, much, keep, man. Keep, keep the, the work, David. Man, I mean, really, I really love all your writing, man, and I try to share it as much as possible on all the social media platforms, man, and I just really appreciate your insight, man. Keep fighting, man. Keep up the good work out there, brother.
3: Yes, sir. You too. And Thanks we'll for coming on much. the show, man. Hey, listen, we're going to try to get Dr. David Duke called us up earlier. He wanted to come on our show. We're going to try to plug him in on the last segment or two we're not going to be taking any calls it's going to be discussing the situation with the monuments it's a critical situation right now with the push we'll be right back ballot new orleans radio all right we're back ballot new orleans radio you know we don't have much time for this uh guest here we kind of found out about the issue with the monuments uh, last second here about two o'clock today central time uh the push by mayor mitch landrew trying to remove the monuments in the still of the night 1 a.m trying to take down two of the four monuments so we're going to go right to him. We're not taking any phone calls. We want to hear Dr. David Duke's uh, take on what's going on, what his take is on these monuments. So without any further ado, Dr. David Duke, you're on the air with Battle of New Orleans Radio.
0: Well, good to be with you, and I want to first say greetings to all the people of New Orleans and all the people listening to us, wherever they are, who believe in preserving the heritage of this country, the heritage of the city, the heritage of our valiant uh, confederate forefathers Louisiana was part of the confederacy and eventually they, they've already said their intention is eventually even take down Andrew Jackson what are they going to do next? take down the Alamo because Travis owned the slaves? are they going to take George Washington's name off every building because he owned slaves? this is a, an attack, a vicious attack upon the heritage of this country and this is part of the tradition here of Louisiana as well and even Robert E. Lee, and that's one of the one one of the buildings and one of the monuments scheduled to take down, he was offered command of the Union Army, and he was so honored that they put a major statue of him in the Hall of Heroes, of the U.S. Congress. That was voted in by both Northerners and Southerners, Republicans and Democrats, overwhelmingly. And now we have a situation where we have we're moving toward more of a communist state, the suppression of freedom of speech, suppression of values. Uh, they shouldn 't take down this monument we 're not trying to take down the monument of Martin Luther King, but they 're trying to take down the the monument of great men who fought for principles of the Southern people who voted overwhelmingly by the way to, uh, to to separate, and they were later honored as decent men who fought for the same principles, the exact same principles the United States the United States itself was founded on the right of every people to decide their own government. This is horrendous. And I wouldn't be surprised if Landrew tries some sort of tricks in these in these matters. Uh, we actually, I preserved the Liberty Monument. I, I won with Dr. Francis Schubert, a great man, who uh, worked with us, and we filed a federal uh, case. And the city of New Orleans agreed with us, they signed a paper, that the monument would remain. It would stay up. Now, obviously, if the monument stays up, it stays up in, perp- in perpetuity, for certainly. And, but goes to court and which shows you how the federal court system is our judiciary the federal court system the Constitution means nothing anymore and they so the judge real well uh, okay it's been up long enough now it goes down well the agreement with the city which they made with us in settling the suit that we had was that the monument would remain up of course the consideration is that the monument stays like all historic monuments. It's not like, okay, well, 10 years from now we'll decide to take it down, so we'll take it down. No, that was a, an agreement with the state. It meant nothing because the Constitution right now is a scrap of paper. It is time for us to organize. They're talking about boycotting New Orleans as these monuments go down. You know we have to think about seriously? We must seriously consider boycotting the city of New Orleans if the city doesn't change its position to take down these monuments. That's a tough thing to do, but hopefully it won't mean any, any boycott. But they have to know we're serious. We have to organize it. We have to publicize it. There's a lot of people in this country who respect the Confederate heritage. If the sons of Confederate veterans, if the, uh, the other groups that we have that respect our com- Confederate heritage, if the average person who loves the heritage of Robert E. Lee and, and Jefferson Davis and Nathan Bedford Forrest and all these great men of the Confederacy, if they get together and organize a boycott, that would cripple the, state, the city of New Orleans. So they're trying to boycott us if they, if they take it down. This is what we've got to do. We've got to flex our muscles. We have to organize. We have to defend, defend ourselves. And just make no mistake that there is a war against our heritage in this country. There's a war against America. Yeah, and and, we've got to stand
3: up now. And Doctor Duke, we have about yeah. two minutes left. I just want to let you know we're sure. we going to be out there myself, Phil the Patriot, uh, Nathan uh, Warburg. We're all going to be out there at one o'clock tonight, and kind of keep an eye out from now till one o'clock since we're down here already. Specifically, the, monitor, the, the the Liberty the Monument, monument the Jefferson yeah. Davis Monument. We obviously know they're not trying to take down the uh, the Jackson, I mean the uh, Lee statue tonight, but uh, the big yellow construction company. Is the company that has been uh, about the Albert Pike? Yeah, Nathan says they're not taking down the Albert Pike monument. But with about a minute and a half, maybe we'll get you on the show next week. You, you, and maybe Dr. Marksbury, to discuss this further. This was a last-minute scenario. We're glad you were able to come in and talk with us for a yeah, few minutes, although although, although it was brief. Listen, we have about a minute, a minute and a half. Dr. Duke, is there any last things you want to say about this subject and beyond? Go for it.
0: We had discussed it with him or any other person. He's been one of the people really making a great effort. He is a real historical sense, uh, and and yeah, Dean Marksberry, he's a very respected individual, and in at Tulane he's a very respected individual as an academic, and he has been very powerful in this, in this effort, and I certainly respect him. But um, I'd be happy to go on with him, or anybody else that you want to bring on that, that talks about these issues. But we have to understand here that this, this monument, some people say, well, it's just a monument. It's not just a monument. Mm-hmm. It's not just a few monuments. This is our liberty. This is everything America is supposed to be about. When a bunch of thugs take over our government, it's the same kind of thing uh, when ISIS was torn, tearing down the great historical site at Palmyra or when people are, some of these radical leftists destroy the ancient uh, carvings on rock because it didn't go along with their political view or their religious view. This is part of history. It's part of American history. And at one time, this country, both Republican, Democrat, North and South, revered not only the Union veterans, but the Confederate veterans. They even get together and and have celebrations together. Hmm. And the Northern troops honored the Southern troops, and the Southern troops honored them as brothers fighting in a war over different principles of liberty. All the South wanted to do was simply have its own society to the, the right to govern themselves the way they saw fit, the same way the North did. It wasn't about slavery. Yeah, you know, Robert e. Lee was very much opposed to slavery. He condemned it, and he was the patron saint of the South, and the South would have ended slavery. It was ended in every other country in the Western Hemisphere without any wars, and it would have been ended in this in the South as well. We didn't need to kill a million people, and we didn't need to suppress the Southern people. Uh, but Dr. The taking Duke. down these monuments is a symbol that we all have to stand up now. We have a lot on this, by the way. DavidDuke.com. Make sure that you. you go to my website.
3: Thank you very much. Listen, we're coming the last uh, 20 DavidDuke.com. Thanks again for coming on. We're going to try to get you on the look, next week or look, two. Look,
2: look, look, join us out there at 1 o'clock, man. It's time you get pissed off. It's time you Dr. stand Duke's up and you rise up and you wake up, man. I'm sick Everybody of this. Everybody, come on out. You're never going to stop. It's going to be your monument next.
3: Yep, Liberty What's Monument tonight, to 1 a.m. Go ahead, it's Phil. A
1: stuff- this is a stealth domestic terrorist attack that's going Four, on in the United three, States of America. Two, it's gonna be diluted by the New Orleans radio. We'll
3: see you next week.